Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Transitional Space Podcast. This is Ari again. This week we have our friend Valerie. She is a voice coach. She does voice feminization coaching. She does. She she teaches. She does voice coaching. Y'all know what it is. We all want to make our voices sound better, sound more feminine. So that's what she does. She helps people like me make our voices sound a little bit more how we like how we how we like them, how we want them to sound, and how we would like them to sound, I guess. But anyway, hope you all enjoy the episode, and I will see y'all next time. Alright, so welcome back everybody. We have my friend Valerie with us. Valerie does, uh, you do voice training, right? I do. I've been doing it for a few months now, awesome. and I intend to do it for a very long time to come. Awesome. Um, and how did you get like how did you get started in in doing uh, voice training? Because I know there's like no like, um, you know, like there's no like specific like I know there's like voice therapy. That's like a little bit different than like the voice training that folks like us try to get into. So how did you get started in, into doing voice training for uh, for trans folks? I was mortified about my own voice back whenever I first came out to myself. And I had some uh, really stupid plans about what to do if I couldn't uh, get my voice to be passing. And so- Like surgery type plans or? Um, sign language, like switching all the sign language. <laughs> no, like um, cemetery style plans. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, you're that. fine. No, I I flippantly talk about that kind of stuff. There, you're not going to bother me. I promise. <laughs> I um, I set about t- getting uh, voice lessons with uh, with Ziana back then. Um, couldn't afford very many, but I took what I learned and I ran with it. And then, um, from there I spent the next two years just developing my voice. Um, now it doesn't take that long necessarily. It's just, you know, I would pick at it and refine it and play with it. And did you have like a set schedule, like every day, like, like I'm thinking, because I'm I'm an athlete, not to brag or anything, but um, like I'm I'm thinking of it like going at it from like an athlete perspective. So like I have a workout in the morning. It's for it's really structured. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this exercise, this exercise, this exercise. I'm gonna eat this, and then in the evening I do this, this, and this. Is it the same type of uh, thing that you set up for yourself uh, for voice training? No, I actually actively discourage um, people from setting a tight schedule because it makes it, it starts to feel like a chore. Um, and that's the last thing we want. We want this to be fun. And that's one of the, mm-hmm. my job is to teach voice, but my goal, I make it my goal to make it fun because it can be so stressful already. And our lives have enough crap to put up with that we, we yeah. have something that's fun. That makes sense, yeah. Because and then if you're not, if it's not fun, you're not gonna like, you're not gonna stick with it, exactly. I guess. If it's not fun, 
And so what I set out doing was like, um, I didn't have much privacy because I was with my, uh, with my ex and we lived in a single room. So I was uh, in the car driving to school. And so it would be like a, you know, 10 minute drive. I'd practice on my way there and on my way back. And um, some days I wouldn't. Never stuck to anything uh, really rigid. I would just decide, I feel like playing with my voice today. And that's what came of it. I would practice in the shower. Um, once I knew what the, it felt like in my throat to do the techniques, and then I would do it at night while laying in bed without making any sound. I wouldn't, I wouldn't produce sound. I would just um, position everything properly while I was reading my book and just read the book silently to myself. Um, so I found ways, found ways around um, my lack of privacy. So like when you said you read the book like in your head to yourself, did you read it and like try to uh I was I was mouthing right, so the it's words. going back Oh you're mouthing the mm -hmm. words. Okay. Cause I was going back to like like I do that when I when I'm when it's football season and I have like my playbook out and I'm going through all the plays in my head. I go through the whole game. Like I walk through the whole game basically in my head, play by play. I'm getting off on a tangent. I'm sorry. You're fine. Um, but the, did you kind of do that in your head where you like, where you heard, like you you heard the voice in your head. Like I know you said you mouthed out the words, but did you hear the voice that you wanted your voice to be in your head? Basically, but I'm, the voice that I hear in my head is, very, very malleable. Um, if I'm reading a book with characters, um, not like, you know, if it's, uh, I, I read fiction and I like fantasy novels. And if I'm reading those, the different characters, they're not all going to have my voice. They're going to have voices in my head that I make for them. So like some of them, the female characters, I was able to practice my voice on. Male characters, I would try and then be like, yeah, that just doesn't work. Right. I still have full um, command of my uh, of my masculine voice. I use it in my lessons. Do you, do you find it's hard? Like, I know, like early on in my transition, and I still use like a falsetto most of the time or whatever. But because I'm not, 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 I mean, you can probably tell my voice isn't totally refined. But um, do do you find it's hard, like, for people who? Uh, like maybe have to work like in their old like like for me like I had to go to work as my male self and then I could be Ari when I got home do you, do you find it like that's kind of like what am I trying to say like it makes the process a little bit longer when you have to use your male voice all day and then you go home to use your female voice does that make the process a little bit more difficult or um I would say only in that you have less opportunities to practice, but at the same time, in the same way that when you work out, you need to take breaks so that your muscles don't get, you know, tired because after a point, too much working out is, you know, detrimental to what you want. Um, the same is true of voice. 
because what we're doing here uh, when we're doing this is like we're trying to um, use muscles that have basically atrophied. Um, you're not you're not used to using them in the way that we start using them. And we need to train them up. And we need to learn how to sense where they are. We need to learn how to move them around. So like what what muscles exactly are we working like? <clears throat> I've always been confused on how to like how to how to how to change your voice because for me, it just seems like rocket science. Like I'm sure it's probably as a lot less complicated than what I'm making it out to be. But like, how should how should we be talking? Like, if we're like trans, male or female, like where does that that female type voice come from? Like, how do we kind of? A lot of people, um, you'll see it. Um, you don't see it much in the trans voice community on reddit anymore a lot of people have become a lot more knowledgeable about it but uh you'll see it a lot among language pathologists um especially cis people um they mm. have the tendency to equate pitch to um they equate pitch to what makes a voice male male or female and that's not what makes a voice male or female i can go really high in pitch if i want to I can't get I can't get as high as some people, but a higher pitch doesn't sound natural on me. One, because I'm not very like I'm not super practiced with using it in a speaking voice, but also because well, it just doesn't suit my personality. So let's see. We need we talk about resonance. That's the big thing, and resonance is just a measure of the amount of space inside your throat and mouth and technically your nasal cavity, your nasal sinus, but we can't, we can't mm -hmm. change the shape of that one. We can only change the amount of air we let in. And so like, as I'm sitting here and talking, if I drop the things that change my resonance and keep my pitch, you can tell that my voice changes my pitch is still high, but everything else has changed into a more masculine configuration. And then when I set those back, it brightens my voice. Hmm. That's, I, I'm still confused on like how that happens. So like, I, I know like a lot of people like have been, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not sure what I'm trying to say here. Okay. Like, uh, it's still it's still like in awe of like people who can change their their voice like that that much. You know, it's all about physics. Um, like, it's all about the shape of a container. If you think about um, if you think about those uh those jugs you see in cartoons that have the three X's written on them and they'll blow into them. And it makes that hoo hoo sound. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. If those are empty, they make a really deep, dark resonant sound. But if you fill them up with something, the more fluid that's in them, the higher the sound gets. Because there's less room for the sound to bounce around inside the container. 
And it's the same principle behind our throats and our mouths. Everything from our vocal folds to our lips shapes the sound that comes out of our mouths because it's, it's a physical force. It's literally vibrations through a medium. And so just like a potter with clay, molds that clay with his hands, we can do the same with our voices using our throats and mouths and tongues. Okay, that, that makes sense. Okay, um, so like, say I'm, I'm looking for, uh, I, I'm looking like to hire somebody to help me work on my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that I would like, what are some things that I should look for when I go like to, to search for somebody? Because like, I Googled voice training transgender just now and a bunch of people popped up. So like, is there anything like specifically I should like, what should I look for? Well, if they have, if they have videos up, you can look at their videos and you can tell like by the language that they use sometimes whether or not they're going to be worth your time. Because if somebody uses like a, fr- a a couple of phrases that get thrown around are head voice and chest voice, and I'm I'm pedantic, and I kind of loathe those because the voice does not come from the head mm-hmm. or the chest. The voice comes from the vocal folds in the throat. That's where all the sound comes from. Your chest is just your fuel supply. That's where all the air is. Everything inside your head that contains the air that's coming out to carry your voice out, that just shapes it. So when people when people are using the word and the phrase head voice, they're really referring to a brighter tone. And they they're misnomers because it gets people thinking in the wrong way. I've watched I've watched a fair number of videos and they don't do a lot to demystify things. They don't do a lot to explain it. There's a lot of subjectivity to it. So that's one of the things you want to look for. Um, if they discuss pricing, that's obviously something you're going to want to look for. I can't. Uh, I can't think of prices of anyone that I'd be at liberty to give out anyway, even if I knew them. So that's going to be up to other people to do their homework. And like we were talking, like before we started recording, we we're talking about like, um, uh, like, like how you were uh, kind of one of your clients. Like um, sometimes, like you, you might have been your only cl- your clients only like person to talk to about trans issues so like probably finding somebody that you're comfortable with mm-hmm. is probably a, a really important absolutely especially with like trying to change your voice because you can be like transitioning is can get can be super awkward enough and then trying to like alter your voice with somebody like that can be very kind of embarrassing so like yeah exactly that is one of the reasons that i um i do things the way that i do them is because I don't have 
that same background that a lot of other people do. My background is in psychology. And as such, I try to help people deal with the anxiety. I try to help them deal with the dysphoria. I've had people have uh, anxiety attacks and such during lessons with me. And I don't end the lessons when that happens. I sit with them. Hi, my name is Valerie. And that was, yeah. That was that was my video. I hate I hate that video. I'm so terrible in front of a camera. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pull that up right here. Totally fine. Um, <laughs> but I help. Uh, I don't take time away from students just because they have anxiety. I try to schedule my lessons such that I don't have another student immediately afterward so that I can have extra time with a student if they need it, if they're slow to open up or if they're slow to start um, because they're anxious. So I, uh, that's also why I don't charge by the hour. I just charge a flat rate for lessons. That, that makes sense. It's almost like, um, like going to like traditional therapy where like, you know, like you're scheduled for that 15 minute block, but you know, your therapist schedules their appointments a little bit more spaced out so they can write notes. Mm -hmm. Or if the session session goes a little bit longer, which inevitably it does. So, you know, your, your sessions always get pushed back by the end of the day. Yep. And I'm kind of a chatterbox. So I get to talking to people. I like for my students <laughs> to get to know me so that it's not just a teacher student relationship. I like for people to, uh, I like for people to know that I can be something of a friend. Yeah. Because I'm, you know, I want, I want them to be comfortable because if they're more comfortable, they're going to learn better. They're going to retain the knowledge better. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so like, because, <clears throat> because of COVID, have you altered, like, do you do, did you used to do sessions, um, in person or have you always done them online most of the lessons i've ever had have been online i did do um some in-person lessons but um if i lived in a community that had um more trans people then i'd be uh i'd have ended up having more uh in-person lessons but uh also because of COVID. Yeah. But I'm not, uh, I like in-person lessons. Yeah, I don't know. Like I'd kind of be, sometimes I get more comfortable in person, but then like I do a lot of telemedicine appointments mm -hmm. and sometimes the camera makes me a little bit, I don't know why it's, it's so weird that just uh, having the, the webcam on my, on me looks, makes me a little bit more nervous than, than it should be really. I'm used to doing this sort of thing. Uh, I played, I played World <laughs> of Warcraft for like 13 years. And so I was on, I was on voice <laughs> chats a lot. Yeah. I got very used to it very quickly. Um, do you play uh, Dungeons and Dragons at all? In ye olden days, less less so <laughs> as I've gotten older and my friends have drifted the four corners. Yeah. 
we've been trying to get some um some dungeons and dungeons and dragons stuff going on in the discord for for a little while now probably gonna do some one-offs pretty soon um but hopefully we'll get it started i just started getting into it like i was dating this guy who loves dungeons and dragons and like he he went to like watch me play football and stuff so i was like uh you know, I should probably do some stuff he likes. So I went to, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, I, I love acting. Like, I did, I've done theater. And Dungeons and Dragons is basically just, like, kind of, you can think of it as a theater-type exercise. Storytelling. Okay? Yeah. And it's kind of improv. Like, you can do some improv. Like, well, I guess it's all improv, basically. But, um yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that tangent, but that was another tangent. So, for your voice training stuff, um, do you have any? So we've been talking for a good half hour now with my voice. Do you have any um, any uh, like like thoughts or tips or like suggestions or for somebody who has a voice maybe maybe like mine where like like I speak. Even before I transitioned, I speak kind of softly, you know, which is, I think it kind of helps me out. I don't have to, to alter my, my way of speaking too, too much to be able to like semi-pass a little bit-ish. If somebody's not really paying attention, maybe I can, if they don't really hear me, maybe I can pass a little bit on my voice. But like, do you have any, um, for anybody who may have a voice like me where they don't really try to alter their pitch, but they do want to change it. Any, any tips or suggestions? Let's see here. <clears throat> Ideally, you're going to want to focus on, uh, on your resonance. Your pitch is going to want to go up, but we don't want to like, we don't want to be going like way up here, just trying to get a speaking voice. And we don't want to go into falsetto like this. <laughs> because that's not going to sound anything like what we want. Mm -hmm. So let's see. What is resonance in the voice? Like, is that like, um, I, I just, I'm, I just Googled it and <laughs> it's like, I didn't understand the definition. Is that like, is resonance like the, uh, gosh, is it like how deep my voice is? Resonance is. Oh God. Um, we use the term of the words brightness and darkness to refer to resonance. Uh, ah, something on my computer just crashed. Oh no. So, whenever we talk about a voice being deep, mm -hmm. that that voice and. That term's usually meant for pitch. Um, so, you know, a higher pitch or a lower pitch is going to be, you know, uh, higher deep. Darker is, hmm. Well, I mean, I can just do this to show you what I mean. So, what you're hearing right now is my uh, my relaxed femme voice. And if I drop everything and don't do anything with it, 
I'm going to sound like this. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is what I used to talk like all the time. I have had a single student whose voice is deeper than mine. So I see people all the time talking about how, oh, my voice is so deep. I don't know if I'll ever be able to make it feminine. And then I'm, I give them demonstrations. So when we talk about a dark and resonant voice, we're talking about the amount of space in there. So if I keep this and I keep my pitch the same and I just reduce the amount of space in my throat, then this is what's going to happen to my voice because there's a lot less space in the throat. The pitch is still the same. If I then release what I'm doing to the throat, all that darkness comes back into it. You heard the difference? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. And that's a... That caught me off guard. That's a drastic, like... I, I congratulate. That's like a huge, like your voice sounds so good, and then I, I wasn't expecting it to be like that. <laughs> Thank you. I have deliberately kept a hold of my mas my masculine register because of um, for that very reaction, so that I can show people what they can do. Mm. And this is not a talent. I mean, sure, some people will pick it up faster than others. But this is a skill. And like any skill, it can be cultivated through practice. And anyone can do this, barring damage, um, either via a birth defect or um, damage incurred through life circumstances. You know, vehicular accidents, smoking, drinking, that sort of thing. So the vast majority of people, yeah, they can do it. Yeah. Oh, one thing I was actually just just thinking of. of all right, so other than the way your voice sounds, um, is there anything that's different? Where between like a guy's speaking voice and a girl speaking, like like the cadence is different. Or what when I first transitioned, um, or when I first started my transition, um, somebody was telling me that girls always talk like when they say certain words, they put like an upward inflection on it, where it sounds like they're asking a question. Okay. So like, <laughs> if I if I finish my sentences like they're a question, then it's going to come off kind of airheaded. And it might not be like the kind of personality you want to convey. Mm -hmm. So use your voice the way you see fit. If you want to be more, I guess, heteronormative, um, you can uh, change up your intonation some. It's generally a good thing because monotone voices are seen as more masculine. And intonation is just the rise and fall of pitch as you speak. Um, predominantly, women tend to use pitch um, to stress different syllables and words, whereas men tend to use volume. And so we'll have um, 
Let me see if I can find something to read. Is that intonation? Is that like like the, the that's like is that? Oh, I guess exactly what you said. Like, where you where you alter like the volume of certain, like certain words would be higher and certain words would be lower as you're speaking your sentence. Is that what kind of intonation is? Yes. Or did I just get it? Mm -mm, oh, didn't. <laughs> but it's not. It's also not even not just words. It's also uh, syllables in some words. Like um, if I were to say my husband, like that, the first sound in husband was a higher pitch. And that's just, you know, a very, very basic example of it. And then can, can I try saying that? Go for it. <clears throat> uh, let me get ready. All right, um, my my husband. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> was you, that good or is it like? Did you feel the? Did you feel or hear it? <clears throat> no, I did. I honestly, I didn't. I was just trying to. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Did I say it okay? You did. Oh. <laughs> as far as a demonstration of intonation goes, yes. Nice. Nailed it. So the other one is articulation. Um, that's going to be in involving how you say your words. Like if you run them all together like this, it's not going to sound as feminine. Oh, that's going to be hard for me. I have really bad marble mouth. <laughs> And I'm from the South too. So like Marble Mouth plus being from the South. Oh, I am too. It, it is. Oh, you're from the South too? I am. Oh, nice. I'm from basically the New Orleans area. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I like New Orleans. I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> so much. There's so much history there. You can get some chicory coffee. It's all. It's it can be no, nice a, as long as there are no tourists. Yeah, yeah tourists, tourists, are, tourists, and Yankees, and they're usually the same thing. They ruin everything. Um, <laughs> it's Mardi Gras that I don't like. Oh yeah. I went to parades as a kid until I got hit in the face uh, with a five-pound bag of beads. Oh, no. And then it was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I think I was 10. I, I thought you were going to say I got hit in the face with a boob or something. I don't know why. Because oh, when I think of Mardi Gras, I just think of boobs flying all over. Mm -hmm. So I thought you were going to say I got hit in the face with a... I'm. I. I swear, I'm an adult. I'm sorry. You're fine. I know the feeling. So, if I were to give you a really exaggerated example of an articulation change, it would be like this. Mm -hmm. 
Oh my God. So I was at like work earlier and this girl like tossed something at me and it totally ruined my nails. And I'm so pissed because I just got them done and one of them's broken already. Okay, so like the the so like that's an extreme articulation where, change. So you spoke faster. You spoke faster in like the middle part of that sentence, or like you spoke faster at certain parts of it, than like you drew out the other parts of it, or like enunciated the other parts. Mm-hmm. Pretty. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all about how <laughs> you say the words, the voice you're going for, like. Honey, if I wanted to start talking like this, I could. And this is another change of articulation. Okay. What if I wanted to go for, like, tomboy who still likes to get pretty sometimes, but mostly is a tomboy? That's up to, How would that's I, up to you to discover. I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be funny, but it's not, <laughs> it's not working. So, like, all right, so for articulation, is there, like, a, I know you said, like, it depends on how you want to do it, uh, but is there, like, a, like, a template of, like, a, or, like, something that I can, like, kind of aim for that, like, most, like, most women articulate these words as opposed to these other words? Is, like, is there, like, a little, like, thing like that that I can go off of? The best advice that I can personally give is listen to other people in your day-to-day. When you listen to the radio, when you watch TV, whatever it is that you do, where you hear people speak, um, pay attention to them. Watch the body language, watch, uh, listen to the voice. There will be a lot of subtle cues you'll pick up on without really realizing it at first. Some you will. My my voice, my mannerisms, they're all an amalgamation of things I've picked up over the years. Um, I found, you know, maybe there was maybe there was a way somebody held their hand that I liked or a particular facial expression. And I taught myself how to do it. And then I might put my own twist on it and make it mine. And because I'm mixing so many different things, it creates something unique. That makes sense. I actually picked up a lot of... uh, I picked up quite a few vocal habits from my ex-wife. They've tapered over the years. Uh, There's still a couple there. I can't identify them anymore because it's been so long since I've spoken to her. But when I talk to her again, Mm -hmm. which I will, I'll pick up on them again and I will be amused. I wonder if I could talk like my, the last girl I dated, uh, she was Cuban. So my Spanish is a little rusty, but maybe I can, I can probably fake it a little bit and throw in some Spanglish. Maybe I can talk like, 
because I love the way she she spoke Spanish because it was more it was less Caribbean Spanish, which I, I'm from Florida, so I can I can I can speak Spanglish, I can speak Caribbean Spanish, but um, her family was from Cuba and uh, like Spain, like Tenerife, and so like they spoke Spanish Spanish, not you know not Caribbean Spanish, so. I, I got it off on another tangent. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So we've been talking. We've been rambling. I've been rambling mostly for like the past half hour. Um, thank you. Thank you uh, so much for, com- for coming last minute and doing this with me. I know we said we wanted to do maybe have you back on in another couple mm-hmm. weeks. Um, if, if, you, if you don't mind, if you're free. Mind. Yeah. Um, is there any way for people who want to get, uh, who maybe have some questions about voice training or who want maybe to, to hire you for voice training? Is there any place that we can um, stalk you? I mean, find you on the internet? I will be, uh, I will be setting up a website at some point. Um, for now, all I have is an email address. And okay. um, if, and if they're on, you know, if they're on your discord server. You can have them message me or tag me, and I'll reach out to them that way. And what's your – do you want to give your email out here, or do you want to, like, go through the Discord? I can do it or... here. It's totally fine. Okay. Uh, what is your it's email? ValerieFMV at gmail.com. ValerieFMV. As V as Sorry, Victor. <laughs> Sorry right. Valerie F. Uh, yeah, that's right. FMV. Foxtrot yes. Mike Victor. The 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 army comes in handy for once in my life. That was Navy. Briefly. Ah, oh, uh, you were smart. No, we had a difference of opinion, and they asked me to leave. Right. <laughs> oh. I, I always, like, the whole time I was signing up, like, I was going through the enlistment process, um, my stepdad, who had spent a number of years in the Army, he was telling me, he's like, go join the Navy, go join the Air Force, join the Coast Guard. He's like, whatever you do, don't join the Army and don't join the Marines. And then what do I do? I up and I join the Army. And... Should have joined the Air Force. Like the first time I went on a, on an Air Force like um, post, what well, they call them bases, an Air Force base. Um, and I went in their DFAC, like, and I I saw how like we were living in the Army compared to what they were eating and, and stuff in, in the Air Force. Uh, yeah. It's like night and day. They they get good food. I will say that uh, I had mold. I will say that teaching huh? voice is my full time thing. So I always have time for more students. Oh, awesome. Do you do you do like any type of? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm keep thinking of questions last minute. But do you do any type of like intake process when you when you bring on a new student, or like do you have them like? record like a voice sample or do you do that kind of all day one? No, I uh, 
usually a first lesson is I'll schedule it for an hour, but I make sure to schedule it like not with any other any other person right behind them. And they usually last about an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. But I don't okay. uh, I don't ask people to record things first because even recording something can be really harrowing for some people. Yeah, yeah. Every time I record a podcast, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make a joke again, and it's just, none of my jokes are, are landing. That's all right. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a really long day. Um, I guess on that note, <laughs> yeah, I've been up since 4.30, and it's like 10 o'clock at night, so. I'll probably get some sleep. <laughs> Yeah. Um on that on that note, I uh, I guess um thank you again so much for coming on and listening to me ramble and try to tell funny jokes to you. Um, You're welcome. I I really well, appreciate thank you for it. Having me. Um yeah. You're welcome. And again, your email is Valerie VMF at it's FMV. It Gmail. Valerie FMV. <laughs> Valerie mm -hmm. FMD at that's it. Gmail at gmail.com and then, then you can also find you on our Discord, the Transitional Space Discord. You can get the link for that in the Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Um, I forgot to tell you up front, but as soon as I stop this recording, it's just going to dump you. So I, I'm not I'm not hanging up on you. Well, basically I am hanging up on you. Um, so as soon as I, I cut this out, it's just going to act like it's hanging up on you, but, um, thank, thank you everybody for, uh, thank y'all for listening and, um, I'll see y'all, I'll see y'all next week.